This week on Show Me Your News, Evo, 3G in handhelds, Blizzard's curious choice, and much more are discussed. I, Yoko, am joined by the Buzzsaw for the start of Season 6 of the podcast. We also discuss more E3 Fallout as we get Buzz's take on what he thought regarding last month's Electronic Entertainment Expo. Hey, gaming world, I implore you to... Show me the news! And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. It's Show Me Your News! Podcast, and we tell you the latest that's happening in the video gaming world. We are old. We're feeling really old, and that is because it's episode 65. It's the start of season six of the podcast, and we're going to call it the, the senior citizen season, if you will. It's not guaranteeing retirement, but you know we're going to try to keep it going as long until Show Me Your News ultimately meets its end, whenever that will be. Anyway. On the show today, we have a lot of things to talk about, but before I do that, we go over uh, what we're going to be talking about, i got to introduce my guest, and there's only really one noise that needs to be s- done when introducing this guy. <laughs> exactly. That's it's, what I sound like all the time. It's the Vuvuzela buzzsaw. Oh, the Vuvuzela buzzsaw, no. Oh, snap. But yes, it's true what you said. Video games are probably like the youngest industry we have, and if your hardware is more than three years old, you're outdated and you're over the hill and it's time to die. <laughs> hopefully not the same for the podcast, but hopefully you know, not. It's true. Three years is old. Three years is very proud of. I'm very proud to be part of a three year old part podcast. Especially when we don't make money. Huzzah. <laughs> <laughs> So, exactly. So, Buzz, charity people. What's been the latest? Uh, you know, for those that you know don't know who you are, let's explain uh, who you are to the podcast and what you do. Well, that's kind of a hard question to answer because I don't do anything anymore. I started <laughs> off as a competitive smasher, and I don't do that anymore. And I'm the admin at Smashboards, and I am an aspiring game developer, and I'm just a student, and I'm a gamer like everyone else. So, yeah, not much special to me, I guess. Right. I like to think sometimes there are, but I am the Show Me Your News webmaster, and I guess that's my position in this community. So Yes, and a wonderful, wonderful webmaster you are. i got to do some plugs for the people on the Show Me Your News forums, showmeyournews.com slash forums. Um, they've done a poll where they've come up with, what do we call the fans of the podcast? You can't be like, you know, Show Me Your News followers and whatnot. So they've come up with the term, sminjas. Sminjas. S M Y N Juz. I like so, it. <laughs> so we're sm- we are Sminjas if you're a fan of the podcast. Um, also, if you have any you know, suggestions what we can do this season, you know, any guest ideas or you know little changes that you want to see in the community, like we also have to put up an affiliates page. We got to start branching out the podcast a little bit more. Or even if you want to see like a, a video 
you know, live stream of, you know, episodes or whatever. Uh, just give us some recommendations there on our forums. And also, we got to mention the president thread, because that is right now our most popular thread where fans are um, not debating, per se, but they're... Um, what's that word? They are trying to pitch their case to be the president of the Show Me Your News forums. And Friendly also... Discussion. Yes. Friendly bantering. <laughs> bantering is a good word. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember what that word is, and I'm, I'm just blanking. Anyway, it's also... Two days ago was the third anniversary of Show Me Your News. We did mention we are three years old, but we did some fun stuff here on Stickham. We went through, you know, so many games that are important to the podcast history. We had some live uh, Skype chat-ins with fans. It was a lot of fun. And we played Who Wants to Be a Millionaire on the Game Boy Color at the end. And we got three millionaires to represent nice. three years of podcast history. It was... And why don't we have money again? Where's money again? <laughs> because when you are a millionaire on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, the video game, you are a fake millionaire. And they can't just <laughs> give you it. money. I thought video games were real. <laughs> no. no. Well, let's, That's awesome. let's uh, quickly talk about what we're going to be you know, going down, uh, discussing in the show. Uh, Evo 2K, or 2K10, whatever is going down in Las Vegas at the moment. Uh, Master Hand is actually playable not through an action replay glitch. This was a, a Smash cheat that was seven years in the making, and especially when you know we were originally a Smash Brothers Brawl podcast, we have to bring that up. Uh, Blizzard made an interesting choice that is uh, getting people up in a privacy snafu, and we'll be talking about what does it mean to be anon- an- uh, anonymous on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the idea that 3G could be coming to Nintendo and Sony handhelds. We'll discuss the uh, implications that could result with that. A favorite Halo map is returning to Reach, and Miyamoto is brainstorming again. What could that mean for future Nintendo games? Out recently, we'll briefly, briefly touch on Crackdown 2, Lego Harry Potter. Also out this week will be Dragon Quest Nine and NCAA Football Eleven. The big in topic today will be also... We couldn't contain the E3 hype in more, uh, the last show, even though it was two and a half hours long. So we'll be talking to Buzzsaw, and he's got some interesting opinions on what he thought about E3. We'll get into some mail times, and that'll be it for the show. But let's start off with, what are you playing and it's, you know, the little feature of the show where we discuss what we've been playing recently. I will go first. Um, you know, I've been going through the Ace Attorney games and recently finished off with Apollo Justice. And for those that haven't played Ace Attorneys, you need to do it. It's basically the Phoenix Wright games if you haven't heard of Ace Attorney. But if you haven't heard of Phoenix Wright, you need to become more inclined to video games and memes. And I'll, He's the objection person. Is, is what I guess I could say for those that really have no clue. Anyway, Apollo Justice was came out in 2007 for the N- Nintendo DS. It was new characters and uh, basically a, takes place in the future of the, uh, the Ace Attorney arc. And it was an interesting decision uh, what they did with that game because the first three were certainly challenging. They were ports of the original uh, Japanese games, which were Game Boy Advance titles, just you know using some uh, Nintendo DS features. But this, the uh, Apollo Justice Ace Attorney game was a game that was when it you know, started to catch on in America. And I, it almost seems like they made the game easier for Americans because uh, you know, the, the plots were not as complicated. You could definitely see all the plot twists that were coming. It was much more easier to pick up on than 
the past games, and they added an interesting feature where you could perceive with a bracelet because you really had to like pick up on their little twitches and when they're lying. <laughs> it was it was definitely an interesting choice. It was like something that you wondered when you were going to use it, but when you actually did use it, you're like, oh right, this is this is a disappointment. Um, and you know, overall, it was a good game. The game had great music. Um, I, I loved loved the music in that game, but it was just not as good compared to the other three, uh, story wise. And otherwise, I've been you know when we did the the three year anniversary, um, you know, we played a whole bunch of different games. We did. Pokemon Snap, we did some Metal Gear Solid 2, we did some Brawl, some Melee, um, we did some Wind Waker, just a whole bunch of stuff, we were online for like 8 hours, it was intense, and I need to start playing um, Miles Edgeworth, Ace Attorney Investigations, which is the last in that series, kind of a spinoff of the other games. So, oh yeah, we also did Sonic Adventure 2, uh, good point. And <coughs> that's what I've been playing now, what about you, Buzz? Have you actually been playing games, or has something been going on for one of the games that you're making? Uh, a little bit of both, actually. Um, but I actually have been playing some games. Um, first off, I restarted Ocarina of Time, believe it or not. Ooh, interesting. I stuck that in. Good, good uh, retro-rific run. Um, I've already finished the Spirit Temple. I'm going to get all the loot before I do Ganon's temp, you know, the final temple at the end. I'm going to get all the hearts, get all the equipment upgrades you can possibly get before going that way so I have my perfect game. Because mm-hmm. uh, um, I had a perfect game saved, like, this is like way back in 2003. Yeah. And I went to Korea for two years, and when I came back, someone had deleted my game, and I was very angry. <laughs> so I uh, had to do it all again. But yeah, so I did all that. But in the meantime, I kind of I got tired of it after a while, and I switched to Twilight Princess. And oh, so yeah? I'm actually playing Twilight Princess again. And <laughs> I was going to say, I, I was a little surprised that you actually started playing Ocarina of Time and you're not just going to wait for uh, the 3D version. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Once I heard that announcement, I was like, oh, I, have to, I have to play it again. I just love that game so much. It's, mm. To me, it's still the best game, but the best single-player game, I should say, and it's, it's the most fun to me. But I picked up Twilight Princess again because as much as I love Ocarina of Time, I love the controls in uh, Twilight Princess. I like precise aiming, I like all that stuff, like the gear. Just completed the Water Temple, just got the claw shot, so mm-hmm. moving forward in that game. Now, are you playing the GameCube version or the Wii version of Twilight Princess? Oh, the Wii version. The Wii um, version. I, oh, that's funny you mentioned that. I should have. My neighbor has the GameCube version, and I should go borrow that and play it that way. With See, my I, I, played, I played each version. They, they each have their own uh, different benefits, because like, playing Twilight Princess on the GameCube is so much like playing uh, Wind Waker because the controls are exact. Um, yeah. Plus, like, seeing the, like, the whole world flipped uh, horizontally yeah. is, is kind of that, That's the part that interests me. That would throw me off is the whole, like, wait, I don't remember going this way. Like, the whole map is reversed. Like, what the heck? Know, it, it's not as challenging as you might think, but, you know, it's, it's definitely <laughs> an experience. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we'll talk but, yeah, about it in the E3 stuff later. I'm surprised that you talk about, like, the precise aiming and all that for the Wii version of Twilight Princess, yet you have some issues with the uh, Skyward Sword control. Well, it's... I have to get my hands on it to know for sure, but my issue with it is based on games I have played, in particular being the Wii Sports Resort sword fighting and other stuff like that, Mm. I'm just not yet convinced. Mm. I I don't buy that control scheme, and I just... I prefer the simpler 
controls from before. I like simple just Z-targeting and having an attack button. I don't know. I'm kind of, I have to come to grips with the fact that I'm kind of an old-style gamer now. I'm getting kind of older, and you know all these all these young whippersnappers are coming and ruining my games, and they're destroying my games. And it comes with the territory know. of having a kid of your own. Let's just say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly right. So, um, it it's I, I gotta play it. You know, I, I think I'll like it. And you know, Sugar Poultry has already announced she's gonna buy it. So you know, I can't really avoid it. Once mm-hmm. again, Nintendo gets my money without my say. Yeah. So. But anyway, but other than that, um, um, I've still been playing Borderlands. I know I said that last time, but yes, I'm still playing it. <laughs> it's a fun <laughs> game. I'm still um, StarCraft II beta just opened back up, so I'm playing that again. That's why they're doing Phase um, 2 now? Yeah, it's Phase 2. Yeah. And it comes out the end of this month, so it's going to be a pretty short beta run. But um, I don't have any money, so I can't afford it when it comes out. <laughs> so, well, hopefully I can get it soon. But um, I've also been playing a game called Altitude. That's a fantastic game. Uh, indie title. Um, you'll have to Google it. I can't remember the, the web address for it. It's like altitudethegame.com or something like that. Mm, okay. Anyway, it's just a it's a really simple little... You control little biplanes, and there's tons of people online, and you play... You, some games you play soccer, like you, you're on a team, and you all shoot each other and take the ball from each other and go shoot this, you know, the other goal. Sometimes you play just deathmatch. You know, all these simple little games, but it's a really fun little game. And I, I have a controller I play it with, so it makes it really smooth. And it's a really, really good game, and I recommend it to anyone. Huh. Um, well, so I've been playing a lot of little games. Oh, I went on a, a retrorific King's Quest run. Um, King's Quest 5 and 6. Those are classics I grew up with. And so, so it sounds very retrorific. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're they ancient. You know, running in DOS, you know, they wouldn't even run in today's computers without special software. So, but um, ran through those. And then other than that, you know... Um, I haven't had a lot of time to do a lot of other things because I've been focused on school, but a lot of my time has actually been going to Zero 2D. Yes, my, Zero 2D. Yes, my 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 baby, my personal project. Um, for those who don't know, I'll just give you a really quick synopsis. Zero 2D is my Mugen copy engine of the future. <laughs> Basically, I'm making a generic engine where you can play Smash Brothers with any character. You can plug in any character just like you could with Mugen. Mugen's a game where you could play Street Fighter type games, but plug in any character in existence. I mean, you could do Link versus Venom in that game. It was insane. But, um, anyway, the, my Zero 2D project recently got a super boost. Meaning, I have a team now, and I'm not, like, working, you know, between classes or just occasionally on weekends here and there. I actually have dedicated daytime to it now. I spend hours working on it each day, and I have a partner who works hours on it each day. And it is moving fast, and it is very, very exciting now because it sucks doing it alone. You know, I'd, I'd post an update here, you know, and then two months would go by with nothing from me because I'm too busy. And then another three months goes by, and then I post a little tiny something, and it just it just kind of sucks. But mm-hmm. um, to answer the questions in the uh, chat, no, there's not a demo yet per se. Um, we're very close, <laughs> believe it or not. We're moving very quickly. We hope to have a demo, or if not a playable product, like you know later this summer, because that's how fast we're moving. Is not only am I dedicating full time effort to it, but I have a, a, a partner working with me, and we're working on getting uh, actually another producer to help with design and whatnot. So um, 
if I can make a plea to you know to past fans of the project, ignore the past year. <laughs> you know, my life was busy; it was difficult. But now we have a dedicated goal. We have you know we're working on it, and it's going to be amazing. It's so, starting fresh, and it's going to be bigger than ever. That's that sounds yes. fantastic. But I do have a, a small tech demo. Maybe after the show, I'll post in the show notes. But uh-huh. I have some some goofy little tech demos I can show you that what we're working on, and just show you little little it blips and pieces. But um, just to answer some premature questions, yes, it'll run in all operating systems, and yes, it will support game controllers. So, and I'll be in the game. game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's the one thing that disappoints me about these. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen these other Smash projects, the Smash clones for PC. They're fun and they're neat, and I like that they're adding all these characters, but none of them use controllers. And I'm like, why? How can you not have a controller scheme in a Smash-centric game? That's just offensive to my senses, but... Well, anyway. I don't know. I'm, so, looking, yeah, I'm um, looking forward to recording some more lines for you, and then we can get that even going, you know, as as far as possible. Yes, yes. That's right, yeah. Uh, Yoko's doing voice acting, and... You'll have to check that out when the it comes narrator, out. The narrator, commentator, not commentator, narrator, mm, all of the above, all of the announcer, above. Uh, <laughs> MC. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's really exciting that you're you're actually getting a team and you know some possible like yeah, producer stuff. That's fantastic. Um, I'll just throw this out to anyone. I mean, I don't know how many game developers we have in the audience, but I mean, any project you're working on, not just game development, something happens when you go from one to two people. Or one to three people. I mean, the number change is small, but I just notice with myself, I'm way more productive. You know, I, I'm like I'm more motivated because I know someone else is working on it. I put time into each day and dedicate, you know, these resources. And I'm, I mean, it's the same for you and your podcast. You started alone, but it picked up steam once you started getting. You got you got first you got Samurai Panda, mm-hmm. and then you know you started getting guests and all this other stuff, and it really just took off. And oh yeah, that's really what happens is when you. When it's no longer about just yourself, you 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 explode. Yeah. <laughs> you you, go, you you leap forward, and the great things happen. So I have high hopes for this project this summer. So no, that that is, that is fantastic. I'm sure those who have even heard of the project are, will be really excited to hear that. Mm-hmm. So getting into the headlines for this week, you know we've got several. You know I'm going to touch a little bit on them. Don't need to spend too much time on them. Evo is going down right now in Las Vegas. Day one was yesterday, uh, the ninth. Today is the tenth. Is day two, and then it's tomorrow. I you know I checked in on it because you know obviously I you know after I went out to E3, I'm not about to go out to Vegas for Evo. Right. right. So I, I check online and I see you know they're talking about oh well G4 is going to be helping with the streaming, doing like 45 hours of streaming, and mm. <laughs> do you remember what happened last time with Evo and with uh, with Smash? Was that, was that last year or was that two years ago? Yeah, the whole controversy. Those about the item controversy yeah. and the rules and the and the players and everything. Yeah, did they did they have buzz? This, uh, buzz? Did they have Smash this year? <laughs> they do not have Smash this year. I think it was, it was two years ago when they did uh, Smash. But Smash is not there this year. I think they're doing they're doing a uh, Super Street Fighter Four, which is obviously you know the biggest one there. Yeah, uh, they're yeah. doing Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Uh, not Black Blaze Blue, which I'm surprised about. Uh, NBC two, they're doing. Um, they're doing. Next uh, year they'll have zero two D. Mark my words. <laughs> they, they will have zero two D. They don't. They have like some kidding. other game that I've never heard of. They, they have Tekken six. Um, they have they have basically six games that are there, and yeah. not Smash. But um, basically, the uh, the disappointment is that you know, 
G4 likes to choose Stickham for their streaming, and so there is, if you know, you're know you listening to the podcast now or even in the next day, if you go to stickham.com slash evo2k, they're basically going from uh, from noon Eastern to midnight Eastern these three days. But I should warn you that last year they used Ustream for the live streaming, and now they're, that they're doing Stickham, uh, fans of the podcast know that, yep, technical problems usually arise with Stickham. And... Yep. Uh, Basically, they're trying to stream in high quality and, you know, close to HD or whatever. They have a good crew running the live stream. It's it's well done. But I think just the bit rate, especially with, you know, fighting games that are so frame-specific and all that, very mm-hmm. demanding on uh, even those with great internet connections. You can't really stream live stream uh, stuff of that quality. It's just very difficult to do. Yeah. And as a result, there's a bunch of lag, and people are very, very upset with it. But if you want to go check out some of the action... Um, you know, I certainly found it enjoyable for like about you know the hour or so that I watched. Uh, so well, and, going and let me tell you, it's a struggle to find a good technology because um, Sugar Poultry, for example, she does streams with her art and that kind of stuff. Sugar Poultry I, is your wife. She, yeah, <laughs> my wife, she's my, the artist. Um, she has been through probably a dozen streaming services because they all just have their own quirks and problems. I mean, she bounced from Stickam to UStream to Livestream to. Uh, I think she recently messed around with Justin TV. Yeah. I don't know if you do streaming on that one or something, but um, it, it's a struggle because none of them work like as described. They all have problems, and if you have too many people, the stream starts to suffer and stuff like that. It's um, you, you got to have a dedicated service. Like I think doesn't MLG? I think has their own, if I remember correctly. They probably do. Yeah, I mean they got enough yeah, money some, to do some that. Video on demand or, or something. Yeah, they have their own resources to set it up, and that if you want a dependable stream that's kind of how you have to do it unfortunately <laughs> so it's i if i feel bad for evo 2k but at the same time it's kind of like well <laughs> stick cams wasn't the best choice in the first place but yeah oh, and they uh, had uh apparently like eight setups of the uh the latest marvel vs. capcom 3 build the one that was shown at e3 so they apparently had some streaming footage of that but i missed it and I'm, uh, we'll talk about it in the, the E3 discussion later, but I think that is the single game I'm most excited for because it looks awesome. Yeah. Um, let's see, the next headline we got to talk about, some people say it's kind of old, but it's starting to really surface among gaming websites, and even some people didn't know about it now, so we should at least mention, not say it's brand new news, but we should mention, since it's starting to get out there, that it is apparently a Super Smash Brothers melee secret that took seven years to unlock. The fact that Master Hand is playable, not through action replay means. Kind of cool. Did you uh, see the video about it, Buzz? I did. It's very impressive to to do that without action replay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that takes a lot of like probing and and figuring things out. Basically, so. basically explain what you have to do to the the people. Um, I. Well, I don't know all the details on this particular one, but just you, you have to find an exploit in in the software. You mm-hmm. have to find something that makes the system behave abnormally and then slowly like peel it wider and wider until you can control it. Again, I don't know the details of, of how they did this one in great detail. but uh, Apparently you um, have to have only one name, which is why I'm not going to try it, because I don't want to make like a copy of my Melee save file just to delete all my name data, because you only have to have yeah. one name. And then the key is that you have to plug it into the third player slot and then do something where when you have your cursor hovered over the actual name entry button, 
you like hold yeah. B and you know it takes like that time to actually go back. And then you right. have to time pressing A. Or no, I think you do like B and A together. Or and then you have to press like A at the right time. You have to watch this video. I think it's originally on a uh, game yeah, trailers. It's, it's a crazy mess what you have to do, but it, it just it gets the conditions just right as a result to where it lets you play Master Hand, so mm-hmm. But like the key is to actually play Master Hand on the third player. You probably have other people playing, but like the key is for third player to do this. And like one way you'll either like go back to the main menu or you'll go into the name entry and if you get it just right you'll move on to the stage select screen. And supposedly Master Hand is only controlled through the D pad, like not a normal control scheme for melee, which is yeah. kinda strange. But uh no, for well, those for those that given his know. his limited move set and then you know the kind of the way he's constructed, it kind of doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, because the control stick is for characters who can you know dash and jump and crouch and stuff. And Master Hand, he just this this thing that hovers in the air and moves four directions and mm-hmm. whatnot. So yeah, we got some people raging in the chat that it's it's so old, but it's we're the idea is we're trying to inform those who don't know, and there are definitely a lot of people out there who don't even know that this existed now it's starting to to hit the mm-hmm. mainstream and not just you know smash boards and other small well, and, videos. and the fact that it wasn't done with action replay is what's impressive about it like i know master hand was playable years ago with action replay and other tools but mm-hmm. the fact that they can do it without that's a whole new ball game that's crazy that someone figured that out some people have too much free time on their hands i'll just say that but right for sure <laughs> um Let's see. Next is oh, you'll you'll like this one because Blizzard's kind of close to your heart for StarCraft yep. and all that. Mm-hmm. So the latest news out of Blizzard that they're getting you know they're getting people frustrated. I think is a good word. Is that just before uh, StarCraft Two comes out, they're going to make an adjustment to their forums where for each post that their users make, their real names will be attached to their forum posts. It's not a retroactive yep. thing, but It'll be a current and future adjustment. Well, but they've actually have already repealed this decision. Oh, good for them. There's there's been follow up that has been changed, and I heard um, I, I need to find a link on this, but I've heard from numerous sources that the reason for that was that people were canceling their World of Warcraft accounts, and that's real money out of their pockets. Yep. So they obviously listened up. <laughs> I mean, there's but, there's a lot of complaints that people had, and I was wanted to get in a bit of a discussion with you. Um, Regarding anonymity on the internet, because that is yeah. that is what the main problem was, is that people were like, oh, you were reading complaints that like, oh, you know, I'm a doctor, I'm, you know, so busy, but I do World of Warcraft to, you know, kick back. And there is still a negative stigma attached with gamers, especially right. with those who play World of Warcraft. And, well, you know, and to me, to me, it goes beyond that. To, to me, the issue is more than just this general issue of internet um, anonymity. Mm-hmm. It's more just the issue of it's a gaming community. In a gaming community, you don't share real names. It's just not necessary. And from my point of view, frankly, it's none of your business what my name is or who I am or where I live. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a gaming relationship is is just that. It's it's me versus you, or in a co-op game, me with you. We're playing together. That's that's the the extent of the relationship. And I have an alias so that you can find me again. We can be buddies or or whatever, or you can recognize me, but. That's just so you can associate who you played with before. You still don't know who I am. Right. And to me, that's how it works. That, that's, that's gaming. You know, gaming, you go there to relax and, and kick back. You, you know, you're not, you, you should not have to share your real name. If this was like a politics forum 
or you know, or like you said, a doctor's forum or or something of of a more professional nature, then maybe I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'll make them use real names, give some credibility. But this is Blizzard, and this is a gaming community you're talking about. Don't ask people to use their real names. That's just that's just stupid. Yeah, so even Kadri disagrees. I, I agree. That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I what a more, stupid idea. I think more of the doctor argument is that you know they didn't want like people you know googling their doctor and seeing it come up on you know a gaming forum yeah. and be like, oh well. He's a professional, but yeah, he he's a gamer. So yeah, so no, have, and know, I you, totally agree with that. I think it's you shouldn't have to associate your real name with that. So it's you, your you private least, life. You at least take that standpoint of you know that's not the point of gaming is to share your real name. Not a lot of you know people who were the main. Another issue that like a lot of people were having with this is that they were paranoid that you know people will find out and you know just you know cause harm if there was like in a, in a flame war oh, or yeah. whatever. I mean, you run into other issues like identity theft, you know, because now everyone knows who you really are, and they can all they have to do is find your basically your email password, and they can start cracking into your data, getting your spending your money, and doing all that kind of stuff. There's there's an and there's an endless list of issues surrounding this beyond just oh oh no someone knows my name. So, but it's good that they actually repealed that decision because it was definitely something that was you know getting a lot of. A lot oh of yeah, and people made, it made people mad, and I'm one of them. You know, I play the games and I use their forums. And if you look at their their mission statement or whatever regarding the move, it makes sense. Like their goal is noble. Their goal is to clean up spam and trolling in their forums, and mm-hmm. that is always a good goal. But the problem is they took this attitude of any solution is better than no solution, mm-hmm. and so they just say we're going to make everyone use real names, and it's like uh. No, I'd rather have the trolling and all this other stuff than have to use my real name just to talk or ask a question or or whatever, or talk strategy. So, I mean, yeah, for a, uh, yeah, more for harm than good, in my opinion. For a community to like show me your news, like you know, sharing you know real names like isn't that big of a problem because you know we're all friends, like having like a, a same specific goal. But for something as big as Blizzard is, and for all the you know all the trolls that are you know literal and figurative that are you know. Going to be on like a World of Warcraft sort of message board right. or other games. Right. I mean, you definitely open yourself up to a lot of bad potential exposure. Mm-hmm. And 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 the, the the saddest part of all of it, it's just not necessary. Mm-hmm. It's just the forums are the forums. I mean, they're there for people who need them, but a lot of people don't touch the forums. A lot of people just play the game, and you shouldn't be walking around World of Warcraft with your name. Hi, my name's John Smith, and you can go look me up, <laughs> kind of thing. Like no, people play games and they just want to relax. And part of relaxing is you you take on this this alias that you just be somebody else, basically for a while. Yeah. Well, I don't so, know. There'd, there'd be a lot of John Smiths to look up. That's for sure. Well, yeah, <laughs> I picked a bad example, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, let's see. Another headline that's making the the rounds is that you know Nintendo's coming out with the 3DS, and they had talked about you know. We're kind of mum on, you know, different providers and stuff and Wi-Fi and all their connections and all that. And, you know, Sony, is, I'm sure they have, you know, their own future plans for how to prolong the very, very slow death of the PSP. <laughs> um, but there's, there's the, I- there is the idea that, you know, to keep up with, uh, you know, Apple products like, you know, the iPhone and, uh, you know, those kind of portable gaming solutions that they will be attaching 3G connectivity to their future handheld consoles. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, obviously, that'd be, you know, a sort of uh, network connection, usually through a phone provider. And 
especially here in America, we get the stigma that, you know, you have to pay big bucks just to keep that up. And, you know, especially with like AT&T AT &T and all of the data plans and whether there's tethering or data limits and all that. But basically, Iwata, uh, Satoru Iwata, who is Nintendo of Japan's president, made a statement where, you know, basically saying, you know, paying thousands of yen a month, you know, that's for, you know, iPhone owners. We're Nintendo, we make amusement products. Yeah. So, Buzz, the question I have for you is, do you see a possibility of having 3G connectivity on your gaming handheld for no charge? Someday, yes. Because you, you look around, we're moving that direction. Someday the internet will be everywhere and it'll be cheap and it'll be well-maintained. Mm -hmm. With that said, we're not there yet. You know, right. internet is expensive, 3G plans are expensive, and what you said is exactly right, And quoting uh, Iwata, that it's an entertainment product. Adding 3G, first off, it increases the cost of the handheld. That's more hardware, you know, more chipset, more stuff inside. And then you have to go get a plan because 3G is not free yet. I, I don't, I've never been somewhere where 3G you can just grab, pick up on. Wi-Fi is pretty fee, free. You know, you, you can go to Starbucks or, or anywhere and pick up some free Wi-Fi. That's, start, that's starting to spread, but 3G right. is so young in terms of being free. Mm -hmm. Not, not in the, not in the foreseeable future. I, I don't see 3G on any of these devices. Maybe Sony, because like you said, they're, they're desperate to try some new things. But Nintendo, they don't need to. People like DSs just cause. So. Now, now, do you think that's that would be a hurting point, like a, a downside, if they don't have 3G? Because you know it's already like it would be a new device, and yet they'd already be behind uh, a device of Apple's. Uh, you could argue it either way. I would say no because look at the Wii. The, that's what people said about the Wii. Oh, it doesn't have HD. Oh, it doesn't have this. Oh, it's, it's so behind. But it totally stomped the competition because they lived in the present. Mm -hmm. They said, we're not building a console for 10 years from now. We're building one based on now and how people live. Less than 10% of people have HD TVs. Well, we're going to market to the 90% who don't have them. And that worked out. I mean, today it's different. Today more people have HD TVs, so that doesn't apply anymore. But I'm saying that that case is the same here. They're going to market to the present. 3G is expensive and rare. Um, I'd be pretty surprised to see 3G on their next device, but um, I don't know. That's just me. So yeah, I mean, as, as a nerd, like the the concept of having 3G on your portable gaming device, where you're connected to the internet everywhere you go, sounds incredible. But I would agree with you that it's it's not that feasible currently, especially when you have to think about how 3G networks are, as like I mentioned earlier, usually done through phone companies. And right, it, exactly. How you would get away with that for, like, the huge install base that is going to be almost guaranteed for, like, a 3DS, or not so much for a P3P or whatever, but uh, for, like, a 3DS, it's going to have a massive install base, and I don't know how you get away with that for free. And especially even mm -hmm. if, like, they do attach some sort of small charge. I mean, would there be a contract attached to it? Mostly, like, what kind of carrier would it be? I would imagine, like, Nintendo maybe going with something not like AT&T or Verizon, but, like, a Sprint or even a T-Mobile and, you know, is, right. I mean, for those that do have, like, already a, a contract with them or some sort of... Well, connection. does Nintendo have any uh, monthly subscription deals of any kind? No, I like, mean, they haven't. And that's, like, their key thing is that, you know, their Wi-Fi connection has been free, so I don't mm -hmm. see them charging for anything like that. But in the rare case that they would because they'd be using a phone sort of carrier connection. Right. They, they'd have to, because at that point, it's too expensive. Just the numbers don't add up to me. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I, you can't offer that for free. Internet, it's reaching the point where pro, you know, the profits from games and consoles and stuff is big enough to where they can offer the, the Internet stuff for free, the gaming for free. Mm-hmm. But 3G, uh, I, I just don't see it yet. I don't know. Yeah. But, and if you're going to keep your, the 3DS under 200 bucks, it's, yeah. it's not going to happen. Well, and I, I kind of have actually have a question, and that is, I mean, if they did put 3G, let's just imagine for a second, okay, 3G is free. Uh-huh. How's the latency on 3G? Like, can you play online games on 3G? I don't know. I don't have any 3G devices. So that's one question I can't answer. Right. But and like, I don't would, would they use it only for downloadable content, or would I play multiplayer with you? Would I play Mario Kart with you over 3G? You know, how fast is it? Well, I mean, they're pulling off multiplayer gaming on the iPhone, and that's part of my intrigue with the idea too, because. Like, I'm just tied to my family's uh, phone plan right now, and we're not going to be, you know, shelling out. We don't have a data plan, so, like, all I use my phone right. is just calling and texting. And so that's, like, another part of the fascination is, like, I could have free Internet wherever I go, and I don't have to worry about Wi-Fi high spo- uh, hotspots. But, yeah, you know, exactly. the iPhone is pulling off multiplayer gaming. I mean, how they do it is another issue. They're, you know, going over 3G networks, I'm sure. And yeah. it's, it's, it's Internet connection that's really the key. Yeah, like, my, my wife has a, oh, well, I guess it's an iPod Touch. I was say, that's not 3G. Yeah. I was like, because she, she has some games she plays online, but they're turn-based, so I wouldn't know either way, because turn-based, lag doesn't matter. Right, right. <laughs> you know, you just, they take their turn, and it could take three seconds to transmit, and you wouldn't notice, but playing a game like Mario Kart, you'll notice when something doesn't transmit very fast, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, Kadri agrees. Yep. She's like, yeah, 3G stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Here, take your duck book and leave. She doesn't want to read the duck book. <laughs> okay, fine. Take... Oh, here we go. Um, so for Halo fans, uh, the guys over at Red vs. Blue had sort of a, a connection with Bungie on Bungie Day, which was July 7th, the seventh day of the seventh month, where they made a video that showed off Blood Gulch, the very popular original Halo map, returning in Halo Reach, but it's bigger, and it's you know there there's more to it. It's got you know obviously much nicer graphics setup, but just overall the map is bigger and there's stuff beyond uh, beyond the something. I'm, again, I'm, I only saw the the video maybe once or twice, but they're going to be showing off uh, more of Blood Gulch at Comic Con, I believe, and that's you know in about a, a week or two, and so that, that's exciting for uh, for Halo players that you know one of the best uh, you know maps of all time for Halo fans is returning, especially for snipers. Yep. Uh, admittedly, I'm a, somewhat of a Halo virgin, so uh-huh. I don't know how exciting that news is, but it sounds pretty cool. I don't know. For, for my brother, who is a, a big-time um, Halo uh, PC sniper, he's on that map all the time, so even, like, I, I know what it looks like, so seeing it was, even though I've never really played on it, was pretty cool. Um, and let's see, Shigeru Miyamoto is brainstorming again. Now, what does that mean? Usually when he's come out with games, it's been central around his interests. And even Nintendo has, they try to keep him to keep his mouth shut about what he's doing recently because people get to speculate on, you know, what games he's going to be making. Like, for example, the idea for Pikmin was derived from his interest in gardening. Um, you know, he got a cat recently, and so during the E3 conference, we saw that the next uh, Nintendogs game is going to feature cats. Um, there's a bunch of these, you know, kind of relations going on. 
And so, you know, Miyamoto recently said that, you know, he wants to get Pikmin 3 done quickly, which is, you know, definitely a good thing because that was not at a point where they were ready to show it at E3. But um, the other interesting thing is that uh, Miyamoto wants to develop an all-new character. and That means Project Hammer is coming back. <laughs> there you go. Um, apparently, he has been taking a current interest in swimming. So when, <laughs> when, when the main article this is from just says, Shigeru Miyamoto has been swimming, it's actually relevant for video games. Now, do you think... This means we'll actually, you know, this is just mindless speculation. This is all part of the fun of Show Me Your News when we used to be a Smash Brothers Brawl podcast. Do you think this means that we'll be getting a game that will actually handle swimming well? Because there's really no good video game out there. Like, everyone hates when you have to go in the water to swim. Like, Mario swimming, very uncomfortable. Zelda swimming especially. Like, not many games, especially Nintendo games, handle a swimming mechanic that well. It's hard to say. I, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin with a swimming game, like especially if that was the main focus. Or uh, yeah, is Miyamoto <laughs> going to create a character that's an octopus that's psychic and can predict World Cup matches, <laughs> like the German octopus they got going right now, who's pretty much perfect. And the octopus. Well, there are those octopi in a what you might call it Mario Sunshine. Like squid-like true. creatures, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's oh, swimming. Actually, even it's, like connect swimming is bad. I when I was when I was at E3, you know, I saw uh, Sonic Free Riders, and you know, a lot of you know media who covered that game, you know, just made sure when their presentation to get one part of the game because like the level they had playable had a point where you know Sonic kind of jumped in the water off his board. You know, Sonic's never been able to swim, but yet, here you are when you're playing Connect. you're moving your arms in a doggy paddle. Well, and to me, that's the worst kind of gesture you want to encourage. Exactly. I mean, it's going to wear you out, it's too big a gesture for too little reward, and it's, there's something about it that, I wouldn't mind a story told underwater, but I don't want a game where I'm swimming <laughs> like really swimming so or is Miyamoto gonna do a Finding Nemo spinoff <laughs> you never know because I, I mean the idea of water is cool like if you, t- if you take the swimming part out of it oh, sure, just like sure. you know you you have a fully 3D world no, jumping is no longer an issue you can travel up down left and right all freely but um, I just hope it doesn't put too much focus on the motion control of swimming because that's one of the the, the uh the dark demons of motion controls that they just think, what can we replicate in real life? Like, well, if you're going to do just go do it in real life. <laughs> if you're going to put that much effort into it. I'd rather go jump in a pool in that case, but I don't know. Hard right. to say. So as for the games that are out pretty recently, we got Crackdown 2, a bunch of jumping and shooting, the sequel of the successful original game Crackdown, which was the game that had the Halo 3 beta way back in the day. Um, so... I mean, all these games are that I will be mentioning are getting, you know, pretty solid reviews. We're talking like seven, eights from, uh, you know, uh, most of the gaming websites. Lego Harry Potter is another one. Like, I kind of want to try. I but, love Lego games. I think that is the most brilliant idea to spread Lego to every franchise in existence. Mm-hmm. I will play Halo when Lego Halo comes out. I promise. <laughs> Lego Halo. <laughs> like Lego, I mean. 
it has doubly good effects. One, everyone recognizes Lego, so it's just instantly awesome and instantly fun looking. Mm-hmm. And two, it cuts the budget. It's the, the, the 3D models for a Lego model are just way simpler. They're less taxing on the hardware, so mm-hmm. even we can handle the most intense Lego game. It's just, I want to play Lego Harry Potter. I haven't played it yet, but I've heard it's amazing, and yeah, I want to get it. Yeah, so. we got people in the chat saying it's great. Uh, I mean, I definitely like the style they're going after, especially the storytelling with Legos. It's it's limited, but that makes it fantastic yeah. because it, it really just. I, I will die a happy man if Lego Zelda ever came out. I know it won't, but that would just be too awesome. <laughs> right now, it seems like they're going with Lego movie franchises. So help yeah, me Lego God, movies. if when it's said and done, if there's a Lego Twilight. Oh my god! You can see them doing it, can't you? You can see them doing it to make money and hit that female demographic, but it would be just a terrible idea. You know, at first I think it wouldn't work, but on the other hand, you know, Harry Potter's kind of story-driven and story-centric, yet they turned it into a game. And, yeah, they could do it. A Lego Twilight game (laughs) would unfortunately sell. (laughs) A lot. (laughs) (laughs) Lego everything. Because, yeah, they, they also made what? Like, uh, what was it? it was one of the, uh, I've seen it, Twilight, for the Wii, when it was just the first movie that was out. Was, well, wait, wasn't it a seen it game? Or yeah, was yeah, it actually a, a game? It was, it was a seen it game. Yeah. That was based on Twilight when they just had the first movie out. And if, yeah. they, if they made that game, this is going to be one of my things that I'm going to call it, and it's not like, you know, Pokemon Platinum and, you know, they use that name. I'm going to re- regretfully make a prediction that in a year or two, while it's still popular, that they're going to do a Lego Twilight. It's something I've been thinking about the past couple of days with <laughs> Lego Harry Potter, because Harry Potter and Twilight are just more connected than people you know, yeah. refuse to admit. And yeah. it's a possibility, especially when they got, oh, you know, Breaking <laughs> Dawn is in two parts, and so is uh, you know, Deathly Hallows. Sminjas, you heard it here first. Lego Twilight revealed on Show Me Your News. Yeah, unfortunately. And people are, leave, people are leaving the chat just because they're so appalled. Um, <laughs> they're like, no! <laughs> um, so Dragon Quest IX is coming out. This game that you know Nintendo hyped up during E3 that was... you know They say, like, oh, there's so many hours that can be put into it. And that's true. It was one of the games I didn't try. Mostly because a lot of the DS games at E3 were... Run. They were running on DSi XLs. Yeah. And um, DSi XLs not too comfortable to play if you're still a youngin. Cause if you're old, then it might work. <laughs> yeah. But uh, can't see a dang thing. Turn on you see. Oh, dang, Skippy, a booted, sweet. <laughs> touch, touch, touch. <laughs> yeah, touch, touch, touch. Um, oh man. And then also, you know, the NCAA football is getting another revamp. Like I was looking at stuff because I. I grew up on sports games, and like I was tempted, like maybe I'll get this one. And it looks like they haven't added enough. And you can say like, oh, well, isn't that the case with every sports game? But uh, some sports games make more additions some years than other years. Like apparently, the new Madden is going to be one that makes you know a lot of changes to make it simpler. Um, but this year's NCAA is looking like it's not going to be one of those titles. It's getting you know good scores, like between seven point five and eight point five, but. That's about where it averages every They need year, an so. NBA Jam for DS. That's all I can say. NBA Jam for Wii is awesome. Oh, uh, I, yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to buy that one because I loved the originals. But Although, I'm saying 
It would be great on DS, the more I think about it. I have to make a statement, though, for NBA Jam. I mean, for the sports fans out there, they know that, you know, there's the whole LeBron James, you know, decision that was a couple days ago. And as a result, the Miami Heat have acquired LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh, making them the arguably, you know, best set of three players in recent memory, or arguably all time. And, you know, when, when I played NBA Jam at E3... My friend and I, who is, is from Miami, and he's like, so, you know, let's play as the Miami Heat. And so it was just Dwayne Wade and Michael Beasley. And, you know, they already traded away Michael Beasley with these recent developments. I wondered, the NBA Jam is going to be coming out October 5th. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, you know, how outdated the rosters will be with all this free agent movement and whatnot. And if it is, you know, updated, who isn't going to pick the Miami Heat? when they're playing NBA Jam. It's it's going to be like a sure thing. That's kind of well, yeah. almost why I hope that, you know, it just sticks to the roster update that was at E3, even though it's a little outdated, because it's a little more balanced that way. Well, and, I mean, that's, that's the thing is, it, the question is how much will they focus on gameplay, because in the, uh, the Super Nintendo copy, um, I played, I always play either Utah Jazz or... Chicago Bulls, just because they both had ridiculous three-point shooters. Uh-huh. And you just... I'd have my buddy... My buddy would go in, to knock the other two guys down, so I can get a clear shot every time. <laughs> and so, you know, we'll see what happens. But that that is a good question, because if, if if there's a team that's just the best, I'm just going to pick them over and over and over. Exactly. But who knows? Maybe they'll, maybe they'll have uh, online updates, like patch the, the agent trades around and whatnot. And well, that's a possibility. But, you know, we got to make sure that the Wii does that reliably. <laughs> so The Wii is, has the best online play ever. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's get into the biggins. We're going to talk a little bit more about E3 before we get into the mail time questions and end the show. Because E3 was too big to limit just to one episode. Kind of because I went to it and had a lot of things to say last time. Now, Buzz, as... You know, a, a big Nintendo fan. I you know you just watched some of the other conferences this morning, namely Microsoft's. Yep. Let, let's get some of your thoughts on uh, you know last month's Electronic Entertainment Expo. Well, um, <laughs> I, Microsoft and and Sony are out of ideas for one thing. That's what I gathered from their conferences. They just it's Nintendo is like stomping them in sales, so they're just kind of muddling around and kind of unsure. Um, the biggest thing I got from Sony's conference was that they they should not have gone with motion control, in my opinion. They should have stuck to their guns and said, we serve a market that likes good graphics and responsive controls, you know, mm-hmm. and they should just, they should have pushed forward with that and saying, you know what, if Nintendo's not going to take it, we'll take it and we're going to serve that, you know, the market the best. Because... I've talked to people, they like their PS3s, they like them for what they do, and to me, it was just like murder for the audience to watch them use a motion controller. And that's not to say that it's not good, like, their technology is better than in, than Wii's, from what I can gather. Mm-hmm. It's more responsive, it's more accurate, but you're gonna pay for it. You have to buy a PS3 and an attachment and your accessories afterward. So, you know, it's, I don't know, it, I, I feel bad for Sony, and I hope... We'll we'll see how they turn things around. Microsoft, um, they're they're going two directions. It looks like they're going uh, motion controls. You know, they're adding their whole Connect thing and making it so the whole family's involved. But they're also going 
they, they, they stick to this theme, which I think is smart, of, uh, what was I going to say, uh, a- entertainment center, you know, taking over the living room where the Xbox is this hub for not just games. Games is just one part of a larger equation, and they, you know, they had the ESPN presentation where you can side with a team while it's live, and you can see how Xbox fans are siding with each team. Like, I thought those were kind of neat little features, and, yeah. um, you know, I think Connect will have more viability than I first anticipated because when I first saw it, I was like, nice try, you're trying to copy the Wii, it's too late, they've outsold you four to one, just give it up. <laughs> but um, now that I kind of see what they're doing with it, I think it'll work. I think it's, I think PlayStation, PlayStation Move is in a hurting position and won't really go very far, especially especially given the cost. And right. uh, I think Natal, or what, Connect, whatever. <laughs> it's still Natal. <laughs> it's Natal. Um, it, I, I think it ha- it'll go somewhere. It's it, it's hard to say, but it, it's it's going to find a home in the you know as the entertainment hub where you watch movies and social network. And I like the webcam demo where the where the webcam automatically follows you and attracts your movement. Yeah, but little okay, stuff like okay, that. I could, think that's could smart. the conversation between those two girls been any more scripted? Oh, I know it, it was. <laughs> 200% artificial. Yeah. Oh, come on. My gamer score is legit. <laughs> but um, but I liked I liked the technology. I mean, I, I admit I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. It follows you. Like, you know, normally you have to reach up there and bend your webcam around and, you know, make it go over here as you're trying to show something off. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, um, you know, they, they're building more first-person shooters and whatnot. And, is it just me? And I guess I have a question about this. Is the Nintendo theater like smaller than the other two theaters? Because um, it, it seems to me, from just from watching the videos, that the cheers inside Microsoft and Sony are super quiet compared to Nintendo. And I don't know if that means Nintendo fans are more happy or just there were bigger theaters and I couldn't hear it as well. Actually, Microsoft's theater, by comparison, was very small. Um, really, the Nokia Theater is quite large. Uh, for those who can see how large, I kind of did like a little bit of a pan around it uh, at YouTube.com/slash/ShowMeYourNews. Did like an E3 yeah. experience video, but uh, no, the Nokia Theater is big. I don't know about its comparison to the Shrine Theater, mm-hmm. which is I think where uh, where Sony's was held. But like Nokia was, you know, pretty sizable, and Nintendo's announcements were just way better. Yeah, well, and, and again, that doesn't bode well for them because I mean, I don't want to judge too harshly. You know, it could have been microphones, it could have been anything. So I don't want to jump to conclusions because I wasn't there. But just at face value, you know, it seems like Sony and and Microsoft fans just aren't into it. You know, they 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 applaud you know as a courtesy after each thing, and like you'll occasionally hear like a woo yeah, Gears of War three is coming out or whatever. But it seemed like a Nintendo. It was just like the fans were just booming, and you know. The guy would have to stop talking to let the audience cheer for a little bit, and then he'd resume. And yeah, know. I mean, aside from the uh, you know the awkward Zelda you know demonstration, yeah, and technical difficulty. There was, was also sad. there was also a weird moment where you know he was uh, Reggie was trying to introduce the two people who were going to be on stage for Epic Mickey, Warren Spector, and then the other guy who was testing it. Um, we were like, you know, the audience was like cheering, like while I guess Reggie was saying the names, and after he was done, and then they were coming on stage, you can kind of hear it, like there's just silence. That was another kind of awkward moment. But aside from yeah. that, like you could feel like the 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 uh, anticipation and the overall hype 
in that theater when they were announcing, you know, Kid Icarus and all the 3DS stuff. And yeah. <laughs> when the girls came out with the 3DS, forget about it. <laughs> it's like, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, that, that's what I gathered from it, is it just, it seems like there's not as much, uh, I don't know, term spirit. Mm-hmm. Not enough, you know, you know, we have spirit. Yes, we do. We have spirit. How about you? Um, just yeah, it just seems like there's a lot more energy and a lot more excitement for what Nintendo does, and there's a lot more passion in the art than the other two. The other two take a much more business approach. I don't know. I can't describe it, but you know yeah. what I, I love this year. I mean, not just with Nintendo's, but with all the other conferences, they finally have gotten away from the. Let's talk about our business model and sales and all that. I think that's yeah. the one thing that all three did really well. And there's something I didn't mention last time, I think. But, you know, when we thought it was, like, a big, you know, exciting thing a couple of years ago when, you know, no, I think it was just only last year, when Sony made, you know, their uh, their statistics portion of the presentation as a little big planet level, we thought, yeah. oh, that was, that was a really creative way to, you know, still involve that but get around it. And I mean, they may have mentioned, like, figures like, Oh, we've sold 34 million Halo copies. I mean, yeah, you got to throw those stats out about, but there was, you know, it was just absent the whole, you know, we're the best because this sale and this sale and this stat and whatnot. I mean, that was, you know, <laughs> well, I guess one argument for that would be that Nintendo is trouncing them, so they don't want to show their numbers anymore. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but like, even Nintendo, really, I mean, they yeah, might have at, at the beginning, they talked about how they were just like, uh, despite what you may have heard, despite the rumors, we've broken records last month, and they didn't show any numbers, but they just said we broke records, we sold games, we sold consoles, and people anticipate buying our consoles. So there you go. They could have put Cammy Dunaway on stage, and she could have done her whole soccer mom pitch and talked about all the numbers and all, but they didn't. And same thing with the other, the other companies. Although, what's his name? Yeah. The, the guy with the glasses, the huge sunglasses, who is like <laughs> connects, bam. Who connects project manager. He's, yeah, he's the guy who did, you want to see the bottom of an avatar shoot? Well, bam, there it is. I mean, when he, <laughs> he came back on stage, like, he just looks like a jerk. And he's like, he's too full of himself. When you wear sunglasses indoors... He works, he works while stoned. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> but um, you gotta admit, on the other hand, he's he's a, he grabs attention, and that's why they hire him. Is he? Yes, he's got a lot of goofy quirks, but you know, way much better that it's him than where you just can't take your eyes off him and you can't get away from his weird nuances and and his accent and, <laughs> and whatnot. Well, versus somebody hired, who's playing businessman, but that's why they hired Kevin Kevin Butler for Sony is to you know get the. Uh the excitement and all that and to get people get people's attention yeah. but yeah. at least at least kudo what's his face didn't give a he didn't give a, a speech about gamers as a whole so that makes him less awesome apparently. right <laughs> um, yeah, i i think he's he's hilarious i mean i i totally agree with you but he's just he's a character and i don't think they'll get rid of him anytime soon he's the connect man for the next Ten years. Oh, we'll man. see. Him. We'll see him at E three next year. <laughs> no, I don't want to see Kudo. What's his face? Because he gets no kudos from me. Um, want to see our next connect game? Well, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, so you know, as you mentioned before, you're you're a huge Zelda fan. I mean, yeah. Obviously, you know, awkward infrared, you know, connections and demonstration problems aside, what were your impressions of Skyward Sword? 
from you know a person uh, who's at home. I hate the name. I'll admit that right now. Okay. Like it just doesn't have that same ring and that same mystery of like Twilight Princess. You know, wondering what's going on. But I'll, I'm sure I'll come to like it because you know what's in a name. <laughs> it's pretty clear what the the name I, is because like Twilight Princess, like there was yeah. some mystery. Like you yeah. found out like at the very end who the Twilight Princess was because it wasn't yeah. Zelda. But I mean, I mean, who am I to talk? I have a console in the next room called a Wii, so you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just one little little nag I have. But I, I still love Zelda. And one thing I, I've tried to tell people that um, I I have criticisms of the new Skyward Sword. I have my own beef with it. But what people need to understand with, with me and probably other fans, I rip on it because I love it. It's a series that is very dear to me and I grew up with. I rip on it because I want it to be the best that it can, not because I'm a, I'm a troll and I want Zelda haters to suffer or Zelda lovers to suffer and all this stuff. Like, you know, whenever I get discussions about it, they're just like, you're like, you have no reason for hating all this. You're just an evil troll. And I'm like, dude, I have like every Zelda game in the next room. Like, I am not a hater. But. To get more specific, with Skyward Sword, again, I played Wii Sports Resort. I played the sword fighting. I, I don't enjoy it, and maybe that's just me. And I disagree with other people. It it doesn't work as well as as it's hyped up to be. The whole you know, you have to do a horizontal slice versus a vertical slice, and you know that kind of stuff. To me, that that'll that'll add like two an extra second and a half of thinking. Like, oh, it's a vertical monster. I'll just slice. I'll slice this way instead of this way, and. I don't know. I'll, I'll play it, and I'm, I'm going to play it, and I'm going to probably enjoy it. But I, just, I have my skepticism right now because I kind of have my own vision of where Zelda should have gone. Mm-hmm. But I'm not Nintendo, and so I yeah. shouldn't have those presumptions. So I, I have to make one comment on your, you know, I, I criticize because I love it. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that sounds exactly like, and people couldn't understand that for the longest time. Yeah, That sounds exactly like Samurai Panda. <laughs> I mean, yeah. exactly. Why he, you know, he is not a fan of the Wii and like their direction because he loves it and he knows they can do better. It's exactly like I said, and like I understand it. Like I may have a different yeah. opinion, but I'm yeah. not calling you a troll. Well, uh, and that's just it. Like I, if if I really did hate it, I, I wouldn't even bother with it. I wouldn't talk about. It. I wouldn't be on this podcast. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't let, be letting my wife buy it either. Right, you know. But it's that's just me. It's just I I kind of had my own dream of how to be. My dream didn't come true, you know. That's my problem. But um, now, were you hoping it, for more real? Oh, let's, let's talk about the art style. Uh, what do you think yeah. of the art style? Um, admittedly, I'm not a fan because I didn't like Wind Waker, and I I'm crucified a lot for that because a lot of people say it's you know the best Zelda ever. Um, I didn't like I didn't like Wind Waker. More so because it didn't have very many dungeons, not so much the graphics. I don't like the graphics, but the graphics don't stop me from playing it. It's just my preference. Mm-hmm. The new one, it's a mix between Twilight Princess and Cell Shading to where you have this impressionistic, you know, painting look. Right. Um, Goal! Sorry. <laughs> World Cup, yeah! Jordan um, just took the lead with ten minutes left in the, the uh, oh, nice. third place game. Um, as far as the art goes, it's... It, it's again. It's one of those things. I think it's well executed. I don't like it. It's not how I would have liked it, but it's very well done. And I, I guess I have a, d- a unique perspective because you know I'm learning 3D graphics as a programmer and whatnot, and I know what it takes to achieve that kind of effect. It is a beautiful game. I'm not going to say it's ugly. It's just not my preference. I was hoping for another Twilight, you know, Twilight Princess style approach. 
Mm-hmm. But but that's just me. You know, I, I don't think the game will be bad because of it. I don't think I'll hate it because it's, it looks that way. It's just not you know not my cup of tea. So yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like I miss the the Twilight Princess style, especially when I saw it in the like the first taste of the uh, the 3DS. Like you saw, you know, basically a Twilight Princess style of Link that was it almost looked like it was better. And like I was like, oh, I miss that. But I mean, I do like the art yeah. style because I I am one of those who do like Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. So well, I mean, and again, as long as they pour their heart into it. I'll yeah. approve of it. Like I right. said, I didn't like Wind Waker's art. I, I still don't to this day. I don't like cell shading, but it looked good. They did a good job of it, and I, and it makes the game very you know vivid, and you can tell what's going on, and you know I, I respect it. It's just not my favorite. <laughs> right. So, although I was a little well. skeptical at the beginning of the demo because it was it started off like heavily pixelated, like yeah, like extremely pixelated and i think that was like the point to try to like ease you in to the watercolor world and then it like blends into it um but yeah i mean it 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 put at least they have you know they have still z targeting it's just you have to be used to playing it more precise and Uh you know still the uh the the dodging is still in there we use a to a in the side to to dodge that was kind of you know i mentioned it last time it's kind of one of the funnier things to see people who must not have played Twilight Princess or just not really much of actual gamers because, right. you know, they were getting grabbed by this claw boss. And I'm just like, when I'm playing it, yeah. you know, I'm just, you know, I'm not even pulling out my shield. That's the thing I don't like about, you know, the game and I'll, I'll have to get used to it is actually like the the moving the, the nunchuck forward to bring out the shield. Uh-huh. I just like, the, you know, press the button and you're Z-targeting and the shield's automatically out. It, right, it makes it feel right. better, but... Whatever, I'll get used to it. Um, well, and and you highlighted a, a really common issue is when you watch people play in the trailers and stuff. Yeah, it, it's sad that that everyone sucks. You're yeah. just like, come on, <laughs> he's easy to kill. I've never I, I played a Zelda like, game before. <laughs> yeah, the main challenge was like getting the angle right because you know the guy was like moving the claw around or, or you know right. getting in the position to to stab near the end of the boss fight. But it was easy to like you know you see the claw move and he's about to do a lunge and you're just like dodge easy what, what's, yeah. what's wrong with this yeah um, well and what fascinates me is um miyamoto i think it was he specifically said that after twilight princess there will be no more zelda games in that format meaning right. they were going to do away with the whole lock on attack lock on attack pattern and then it turned around and suddenly well they still have lock on but now it's just a one-to-one sword motion but the one thing i wish they would fix just uh, one little nag I have that really does bother me is when he's running around and the sword is in the position you're holding it. Mm-hmm. If, in my opinion, if he's running, his sword should come down and ignore your one to one motion. But yeah. the instant you stop or you Z target, go back to the one to one motion because he looks so goofy when he's like holding his sword up running. He's like, oh! <laughs> the sword's out in front of him. I don't I mean, know. He, I, I thought that animation looked kind of goofy, and I hope they tweak that. But he moves faster though. It's a good thing, you know, especially with the the dash. And you know yeah. those overall speed he runs oh, at. I love the dash. That yeah. that that's late. They needed that a long time ago. Yeah, instead of just like roll spam. Yeah. Um, but no, like we'll we'll be interested to see what that goes. Um, again, let's we'll wrap up with what your impressions were of the 3ds and you know seeing that from home. And obviously, it is definitely one of those things that to fully appreciate, you have to try. But what were your well, anticipation and- levels and excitement levels like for the reveal of the 3ds? 
Oh, I I want one. I mean, Ocarina of Time remake alone that sold me on it. I mean, that <laughs> has nothing to do with the 3D aspect of it, but uh, that combined with the 3D aspect, I I think I have to buy one. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, but yeah, my only question to you, because you actually saw it, right. is uh, how do I word this? Because I I don't want to make it sound too com- complex, but just when you look at it, is uh, those books like you ever seen those move like movie covers how you like you shift it and it you know you see two different pictures oh yeah yeah that like, kind of thing kind of a hologram are, sort of thing yeah are there vertical veins like that i i saw some of those in videos and i wasn't sure if it was just a video or if that's how it looked do you see those kind of vertical veins or is it just a smooth 3d image it's a smooth 3d image from what okay. i can tell and i you know i don't know like for like the videos you saw they, i think they were trying to push especially on the 3ds floor uh, booth that you had to wait like a couple hours for they were trying to right. push that you know no direct video of the screen because you know obviously you know video flattens the image it you know kind of kills the effect because right it only really right. works because you have two eyes and you know for right. those that for whatever reason are blind or they have one eye then it's it's not for them unfortunately but uh right no, it when you get it at the sweet spot, which is you know a, a normal angle that you have the DS open to, and uh-huh. you know one or two feet, like a normal handheld length in front of your face, it's right. It's, it's it's a kind of flexible sweet spot. I mean, you can't like look off to the side and get the same kind of effect for 3D. Right. And especially because but if it, some if somebody's watching from the side, can they at least tell what's going on, even if the effect's not perfect? Yeah, yeah, I would say that they'd be able to tell. Um, okay. It may be, you know, not as perfect, but I, I don't think the point of having a handheld system is for people well, right. to always no. look over your shoulder. And I wasn't, I wasn't concerned about people next to me seeing the 3D effect so much as at least they can see what I'm doing. If I'm playing Final Fantasy, I'm taking my turn and doing stuff. If it doesn't look like a messed up picture from their angle or something. Yeah. I mean, but, it, it's, no, yeah. it's not a perfect, you know, picture because it's obviously, you know, pretty right. diminished. But, uh, you know, you can tell that, that you're gaming and, you know... You can usually, you know, tell the image, but um, yeah, I think I'm I'm just worried about the overall skeptics, just because like they haven't tried it, and you know, I, I was right. telling the story of like the the Sony fanboys online, and they're like, oh, well, you know, I bet it's the kind that gives you headaches. It's, I mean, it's probably you know, kind of like the bad 3D, and oh, but I'm not gonna try it. I'm I, I'm just gonna badmouth it from a distance. It, yeah, it's, it's very frustrating, especially like when I have tried it, and you know, you see people online that are like, "Oh, I'm gonna get headaches because it's 3D." Well, there's a slider. Turn <laughs> yeah, the turn it off. Effect off. And, yep. I mean, that that's a big selling point too, is that you can adjust to make it look the best. So, I think the ignorance about the you know the handheld in the coming you know months, whatever, is going to be probably the most frustrating part about it because. And until they get like a demo in a Best Buy or a GameStop, people at the mass, you know, media yep. sort of effect just won't know, like yep. the actual effect. And um, yeah, I'm eager to try. I hope they get it into stores because I really want to take a look at oh, it. Yeah. Oh. And I'm all, I'm really excited they added that uh, <clears throat> the analog control. Mm-hmm. Oh, it feels so good. Really, so good. Like it's because it's weird. It's not like a, your normal analog stick. But mm-hmm. it, you like when you're moving it, like you know exactly like what to do to get it to work, and it feels Good. so smooth. Oh, it's, Good. it's wonderful, wonderful. I, I only have one concern. What's that? And that is when uh, Iwata talked about how 
you know, the 3DS is amazing. It's, you know, you turn it off, but it does stuff online right, without you knowing right. it. Um, <laughs> I have two issues with that. And they're not big ones, but just little annoyances. One is battery. Is I want to be able to turn my DS all the way off. I don't want it using power mm-hmm. <clears throat> when it's off, off. Well, and if two, a, if there's a home screen, which you know we couldn't really test when we were having the 3DS. I'm, I assume that would be like some sort of effect where you could turn that off if you wanted to. Yeah, kind of like Wii prob- Connect 24. It's probably like Wii Connect 24. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But then two, that leads to again, you know. I mean, not that I don't trust Nintendo, like they're putting anything bad on my DS, but just anytime a device does something, quote unquote, without me knowing, it, it's, it doesn't bode well. At least in my experience, it's just that if it, I mean, as long as the consumer is informed and they know exactly what they're getting and you know when it's happening or whatever, then I guess it's not so bad. But just there's there's part of me that's just like I don't like that my device is like up and talking <laughs> yeah, yeah. when I wanted it to be off. And it's like, what? Don't, don't flag that other DS over there. What are you doing? You know, someone's like, I see you have a DS. How do you see that? It's in my pocket. Like, well, it, my DS is talking to your DS, so... <laughs> like, oh, God. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it's, not, it's not a big concern, but it's just one of those things where he, he talked about it like it's such a great feature, and I was kind of like, mm, yeah. I'm not so big on that. <laughs> um, but whatever. You know, Reggie you know, went on Jimmy Fallon... And, you know, there were some, you know, kind of inconsistencies with that, like, you know, talking about, oh, you know, whether, like, it was ignoring Donkey Kong 64 or something like that. But, you know, I mean, looking at Jimmy's reaction, like, to, you know, when he had the 3DS, for those that have seen it, like, it seemed pretty legit. And, like, that's kind of, yeah. like, the reaction you'll have, like, when you see it the, for the first time. And it's, like, it's an actual 3D image, not, like, a hologram. I, I think that's another thing that, like, people get in their minds when it's like oh it's the 3d that jumps at you i think it's a mental image that people get like it's an image that'll actually come out of the screen like a holographic image because it's not that at all and it's not (laughs) just the image that like oh you can tell it has depth it feels like it's coming out at you right it's but it's not really it's just your that's how your brain interprets it right um i mean it's it's a it's a proven technology that we've known about. It's just that they've finally put it into a handheld. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so, but Reggie stated that, like, you know, it was coming, uh, mm. co- oh my goodness, we're going to hit the post in the last few seconds <laughs> <laughs> to tie up the game. Um, you know, Reggie said that it was coming next year, and then, like, you know, as in, you know, next... Um, not next spring. Because, like, I don't know. We, can, we, can we trust what Reggie says anymore? The game is over. Um, but anyway, like, there's the distinction between, like, is it next calendar year or is it next fiscal year? Because the fiscal year ends in March. And I think Reggie said for a while that, like, oh, you know, look for, for March 2011, which is the end of the fiscal year. Right. But it's, you know, there. so there is that, you know, distinction, like, Will it come before Christmas, you know, or will it be, you know, a few months after the year, or God forbid, even later? Um, well, hardware can be delayed. Software it makes people angry, and you shouldn't delay games too far. But hardware, you got to get it right. And so, if it were delayed, I wouldn't be too hurt about it. It would yeah. suck, but right. This this is one they can't screw up. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and another thing I wanted to mention about the 3DS before we get into the mail time questions was. Um, there was a report that was saying, like, you know, because it's technically, like, two images on, like, the one mm-hmm. screen that they have it set up, 
as if it was just one image, that the graphics could look even better. And that's another thing that I'm, I just don't want people who are like, graphics or everything to, you know, take it and run with it. That like, yeah. oh, you know, the Nintendo 3DS sucks because they have diminished graphics in order to pull off this, you know, 3D effect. I mean, the graphics mm-hmm. are still probably, because there are some great looking Wii games, so I can't say it's better than the Wii or necessarily right. even on par with the Wii. But what about the GameCube? It's, I, I would say it's better than the GameCube. It's definitely better than the PS2. Um, I'd say, yeah, it pulls things off better than the GameCube. Just It's between that, you know, between the two generations of consoles right there. Right. Um, but I'm just, yeah, I'm a little also worried about the people who are, oh, I'm, I'm a graphics guy and I only play games because they look good. You know, I'm, you know, forget, you know, game like Plants and Zombies because that game looks just terrible because of its yeah. graphics. I mean, that's yeah. not what it's about. Well, to me, that that's a mysterious mindset in itself, and that could take that's in a whole other three hour discussion right there. Right. But to me, it's just mysterious because it's like, so what? You play a game, and then a couple of years go by, and a newer graphical game comes out. Do you hate the old one now? Yeah. Like, do, do you develop a hatred for it because the graphics are ugly? And it's we I've just got actually met people that said yes, like yeah, I can't play those old games anymore because they're so hideous. We just got a like, we loved it. Like, we yeah, just but got no, a no. letter. We just got wow. a letter. <laughs> that is an anti-gamer mindset. That's a movie mindset, but whatever. Hmm. Uh, let's get into mail time questions uh, mail to wrap time. up the show. And the first one comes from Psychowing X9. Roger Ebert recently stated that he shouldn't have claimed that video games aren't art without playing any. What video games would you recommend to the critic, and what video games do you consider art? <laughs> All of them. I, I would say that, you know, there's not many video games that you can't consider art. I mean, I don't want to like go pulling up a definition of art here, but well, that's that's part of the issue. That that's that that's actually the bulk of the problem is we don't have this scientific definition of art. Yeah, there's a eight million arguments I've heard, and frankly, they're all poppycock. And you know, good word. As 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 far as I'm concerned, games are art. The same way you experience a movie, the same way you experience music, the same way you experience any of those individual components. Gameplay is an artistic experience. The difficulty it places on you and all those stuff. I don't know. I could go on forever about this, but it is, it's art, and I don't care what anyone says. He's, he's, he's stupid. <laughs> What's one title that you'd give uh, to recommend to Roger Ebert, that old fogey? Oh, Portal is the one that springs to mind. Because, I mean, Portal is just like this ridiculously epic blend of story, puzzle, and, you know, just critical thinking and it all sums up to this experience. You take the gameplay away, and you know the experience is gone. The gameplay is a part of the art. It's like, you know, we could make a movie about Portal, and that would be its own kind of art, but it just wouldn't be the same. Half the reason Portal is Portal is the gameplay. And he needs to experience that. I don't know, that's, that's what I throw at him, because you know, Portal, there's no bad guys killing it, and he could sit and think about it. <laughs> Probably not a gamer at all, so... But I'm gonna that's go- just me. Yeah, I'm going to go with one that I haven't personally played. I'm yearning to play it, you know, on top of the, the mountains of other games I have to try. 
Um, but one that's you know usually brought up in this kind of um, discussion of art is video games art. Shadow of the Colossus. And say yeah. because of you know just the mass amount of scale and you know it's in concept it's a really straightforward game but you know the whole idea of like how you have to take down these bosses and just like the overall size of it and how powerless you seem in comparison and just the overall style of the game the the mass the mass amount of the the world that it, the game takes place in yep. Shadow, Shadow Colossus would be a my pick. Yeah, I even want to play that game too. That one's it's for PSP. What's PS2. it for again? PS2. Oh, PS2. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah my bad. Um, I'm just gonna throw this out there. Um, programming in general is art, and the way I know that, I mean, me, I'm in the programming universe all the time. Um, one thing I've noticed from school and other places, you ask two programmers to do. You give them both the same problem; they'll solve it different ways and receive the same solution. Yeah. And people always say, you know, oh, computers are so precise and scientific. There's no way that's an artistic endeavor. Well, they're right. You know, you make one mistake on a in a computer program, it will crash or have a bug or glitch. So it is very scientific too. But the very fact that it's so freeform that two people can come up with the same mm-hmm. get the, get the same answer but two different solutions, it's an artistic endeavor. It's a it's a creative process to write code. Like you say, what are we trying to create? Oh, we're trying to create this game. Okay, convert it to code. You're going to get a million different answers based on a million different programmers. And so, to me, that alone adds credibility to the fact that it's just it's all artistic. It's not. I don't. I don't know if it's not art. What are games? I guess that's my question. Yeah. <laughs> so they're yeah. mindless waste of time. Their youth yeah. and they're deteriorating their brain matter and. Well, because I mean, let's let's back up a step step and say, okay, so what's Monopoly? Is that not art? I don't know. You could argue it's not art, but it's a game. What it's what do we consider games? Drama, before computer you games? win. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's what? Where's the line? Why why are video games so evil and so not art? But you know, where do all the games fit in? Can they be art because they're not video games or yeah. like what? I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it's another discussion for another time, that's for sure. Uh, Major Moses asks the next question. What games do you regret buying, playing, or finishing? All about regret. <laughs> regret. <laughs> I got an example. All right. Um, for me, is the game Penumbra. Penumbra Overture, actually, is what it's called. Penumbra. That game is so scary. I do not regret buying it. I do not regret playing it. And I do not regret finishing it. But at the same time, I regret playing and finishing it because that game is so disturbing. <laughs> like, there's, it's just a, it's a psycho terror and it's a survival horror game, and I had nightmares for for weeks. And I I don't know if that was the intent of his question. Maybe he meant you know what kind of game do you regret because it was bad. Mm-hmm. But I'm just taking his question in a different direction. That is a game I really regret having because it was like so awesome, so I couldn't stop playing it. But I was just so like mortified and like tortured days after because <laughs> yeah. i'm like oh my gosh the story is creepy i can't sleep so this is penumbra with a p over yeah, penumbra it, penumbra is actually a word i didn't never heard it before this game but it's huh. like a, it refers to a kind of shadow huh. penumbra penumbra i don't know how you pronounce it um but it's p-e-n-u-m-b-r-a penumbra okay. And there's a free demo, so if you want to see what it's like, go ahead and try it out. But that game is just freaky. Huh. If, if you've played other scary games, you may not think this one's that scary, because I have a pretty weak stomach for scary games, so this one worked on me. But 
Yeah, it's so, called so you're penumbra. Not, you're not a dead space person. No. <laughs> uh, not really. Yeah, I can't think of one that like a game I'd regret playing because I think each game has like its own little thing that you learn from it. Even a game like Hamtaro, the Game Boy Color. Yeah. You learn what you know. The their little terminologies are, or like how they they structure the game. I think you can learn something from each game. So I don't. I wouldn't regret playing mm-hmm. a game. Um. Or even even finishing a game, um, but I regret buying Red Steel for the Wii. Oh man! Because, I'm sorry. Like, there, there's only you know there's only so many titles that were released for the Wii. I got you know when I got the Wii, right. I got Twilight Princess, I got Red Steel, and I got Budokai Tenkaichi Two. Well, and the game looked cool. I mean, we knew did. we knew nothing about it. We hadn't played it yet, so yeah. to me, it was a perfectly valid purchase. Yeah. But yeah, but, oh, man, I, I see I, why. You... With how bad it was, I that is one I really regret buying. Fifty dollars <laughs> wasted, and also like a lot of the a lot of sports games, I also kind of regret buying because like two years later they'll be down to five or ten dollars. It was so disappointing when I got like I bought you know NCAA two thousand five right along beside uh, Mario Power Tennis for the Nintendo GameCube. Two years later, I saw it in a, a budget bin for five dollars, and it was like, man. I mean, yeah. I don't regret it at the time, but like some, for some of the way that you know games diminish in price, it's right. Oh, it's disappointing. Right. No. Yeah, I totally hear you on that. I don't have a lot of games. I mean, I can't really think of any that I really truly regret buying because, in general, I'm a fairly defensive shopper. You know, yeah. I wait till games are on sale. I wait till reviews. So I'm I'm not a very avid buyer in general. But yeah, like it's. It's it's. It, no, I think the first time it would have happened is when I went for Borderlands because that was the first time I bought a game with no recommendation. Yeah. But fortunately, it was a good game. So yeah, my my, my record's pretty clean so far. <laughs> uh, final question for mail time is from Skull Jumper. Actually, he's a new member of the forum. See what happens when you join showmenews.com/forum. Exactly. Hi, Skull Jumper. How are you doing? You 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 ask a question in our uh, our podcast details episode uh, thread and you get it on the show. It's actually a mix between uh, Skull Jumper's question and Master of Fossils, and it's more of a, a show me news retrospective kind of thing. When you started this project, did you think it would go on for three years? And now that you've had three years of experience in podcasting, what are some of the big changes you've made and ways you have adapted in the way you go about preparing for a podcast? Um, when I started. Obviously, did not think it'd be going for three years, and you know, I, I'm very content with the way it's progressed and the way it's progressing. I mean, yeah, sure, you could you know do without the whole MLG thing, but you know, I think we've reacted well to the setbacks that we've had, and um, <laughs> I think part part of the irony in you know, do you did you think it would last that long? Is is the idea that it was brawl? It was a game that was delayed twice. And we'd even mention, I'd even mention in those episodes that like, oh man, it's it's delayed. That means I got a podcast for you guys longer. Yeah, is you were rejuvenated at the most random moments because <laughs> you expected it to go from what, like July to December. Oh yeah. And then it was July to February, and then July to March, and then and then, and then it came out. You can't stop there. You have to talk about it now that it's out. To, you know, see what happened. We're still trucking. Yeah, it was originally supposed to be just like a four-month project, and <laughs> it's it's 
blossomed and it's the best looking thing on my resume right now. And now is that a, is that a sad thing because I'm trying to apply for jobs in real life and I don't have relevant experience. So I'm trying to do either internships or working for free. And when you're in Michigan, you're in like the the worst state in terms of employment rate. Yeah, it's it kind of sucks when people don't realize <laughs> that like, yeah, I did my own podcast and I know how, I know all about social media and I know about, you know, WordPress and, you know, handling a fan base and all these online interactions that you probably have no idea what to do. I can bring that to your company, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, that, uh, I, I just wanted to add that really quick. It's just that companies really do not know anything about anything in terms of communities. Mm-hmm. Like, I worked at the, the local newspaper here. I was the webmaster there. And I tried so hard to convince them, like, you need to encourage your community. You need to have comments. You need to have forums. You need to get them active, not just sitting back and, and silently looking. Because they, they don't have an awareness of each other. They only have an awareness of the site. And so... Yeah, that experience will be valuable to you in the future. Yeah. It's just I'm waiting for that to to hit home. And then it's also like, you know, at what point do we start trying to get some money in, you know, to help pay for, you know, when you were we, you have the for the the server space to help offset those costs and just to make it reasonable instead of people like doing cuz I get, you know, like, oh, you've been doing a podcast for 3 years and you've only made like $150 off it. Just by some random generous <laughs> MLG thing, like, but that—that's it. And like, you don't want to be like a jerk, you know? Saying like, "Oh, donate so we can keep the show going," like a lot of other podcasts do. But like, at the at the same time, it's just like, at what point do we do that if we want to keep expanding? I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's just yeah. thoughts I have. Um, big changes that we've made and ways the, uh, for preparing a podcast. I think. Um, you know, it's it's a huge difference because originally you had to script the entire thing with the rundown and you know changing for the uh, for the roundtable, you kind of do like a lot less of uh, of preparing. It's really kind of last minute because you got to get all the most relevant news. And you know, yeah, sometimes like after the show's over, you'd get that big announcement like it happened for well, like a few episodes in a row where it was like. Oh, they announced the DSI right after we just ended an episode, or uh, yeah. things like that. But it's it's really just chill, and like that's you know, I'm sure you can attest to it, Buzz. Is like part of the fun of being on these podcasts. It's just like you're talking with friends about gaming, and while mm-hmm. it's you know at at some point you know pretty professional, we try to you know not have like an air of oh you know we're we're teenagers you know sitting at home and. We just can talk. I mean, we, we like to try to, you yeah. know, because we're in we're in our twenties. We like to, you know, have a professional air to this. But at the same time, well, it's we, like yeah, just, we want to dive in and, and get deep with it. So yeah, but and it's, it's we're just passionate about the subject, and that's so you yep. don't need to you know prepare fully about it. I mean, when you're having like guests that you've never had on the show before, which I'm hoping that eventually you know the podcast will go back to those days of you know landing notable guests and all that but uh mm-hmm. i think we have to get we have to branch a little more out there before we do that again because when we did do that with like guests not because i get those questions all the time like when will we get another like ego raptor kind of you know guest or kerber for arena chan like that was when like we still had you know you know we had smashboards and all that their support and we were still kind of a big deal we're, we're trying to well, like Branch the and start a Show new me your news. Final boss is Reggie Fiume. This is true. 
You get him on the show, and you know you've reached pinnacle. My friend so. finally put a picture on his Facebook of him and his dad at that Nintendo party where they met him. Yeah. It was just like, oh my goodness, greatest profile pic ever. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. He, he, he's, getting, he's getting better at presenting. I, I want to say like about two or three years ago, I just felt like he didn't care about anything he was presenting on. He was kind of like, it seems like he's stoned while he presents, but... Um, I liked I liked him this year. He's starting to get more, seems more passionate about the topics now. Oh yeah, and he's so. also the one who's doing all the presenting instead of you know passing it off to Cammy. Right. And here's Sean White. Yeah. Um, but better. yeah, if you have any other suggestions, like I mentioned at the top of the show, um, I'll make a thread in. I'll say it's like the general SMYN part of the Show Me News forums at showmenews.com/forum. If you have any suggestions that you want to throw our way of you know how to improve this season of the show or even expansion in the future? We definitely have a couple small changes still to make in the website. We got to get our affiliates paid. I was talking to you know uh, a fan, and I think it was Darker Eye. It might have been him and saying that like, oh, you know, there's there's even like a website that you know we may be able to affiliate with, and it's a it's a website for teenage girls, and it's like. Sure, what? you know, ex- expand the demographic however you can. <laughs> Plus, come on, let, wow. let, let's, let's be real. Show me, show me news needs more fangirls. We love our fangirls yeah. that we have, but we, we need oh, more. Let, let, let's be real. It's now featuring weekly Nintendo Nintendo broadcasts and <laughs> what else? I don't know. And bejeweled contests. Um, but yeah, also go there to check out the president thread and. All, all the great, great stuff we have on the forums. It's, it's really the pinnacle of the Show Me Your News community, and we are the friendliest gaming community on the net. On the net, and uh, yep. there's, there's no denying that. Yep. But otherwise, Buzz, thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, thank you for having me. It's always a blast, and um, we'll be sure to have you on again when we're a little bit older, but yeah, not, not so much older. <laughs> Both having our gray hair and our old squeaky voices. Welcome to Show Me Your News. <laughs> in our wheelchairs and our canes and our these kids with their Nintendos and their Sonys and their Microsofts and their. Well, we're going to be podcasting with Bluetooth. We don't even need a headset anymore. We're just speaking a little our, our hearing aids and we'll be broadcasting the internet. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Skippy. Oh, uh, yes. Um. But otherwise, that is episode 65, the start of season 6 of Show Me Your News. With that, I am Yoko. And I'm the Buzzsaw. And we are out. Um, so I have to get going kind of soon. I'm going to do a pickup soccer game in like 45 minutes. Ooh. I'm so out of shape, but apparently they're going to have a lot of people there, so. Oh, I forgot to mention Mario Sports. Eh. <laughs> 
it, it's painful to watch, but I have a friend, uh, we're, we're both, you know, big Nintendo guys. We always make fun of all the sports games because it's funny because Mario and, uh, it, you know, it, it's like Olympics in Germany during World War Two. It's like Mario and Bowser have this, like, you know, they have this war, this feud, and he's always stealing the princess, but every time he calls him up, it's like, hey, we're having a volleyball match this weekend. You can you game? Yeah, I'll be there. Okay, fine. <laughs> and he just kind of calms down and plays by the rules for the sports, but then goes back and beat him in a like little evil genius. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to have a soccer game. You're coming, Bowser. You're, you're up. Oh, oh fine. <laughs> if you think it's painful to watch, magic. it's kind of more painful to play. <laughs> Especially when you have to, when you pick up like coins and, and it's probably an, uh, like a, a setting you can turn off when you pick up like the coins and that affects the scoring. Ugh. Yeah, not not too fun. Well, and I, 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 I mind. Uh, I like the sports games more when they get into it, like they wear their uniforms. I don't like how the basketball game, like he's just in his plumber overalls and they're all in their just original outfits, just out playing basketball. And I'm like, oh come on, give them all jerseys. I like Strikers where they all have their gear on. Yeah. Strikers is... Oh, that's an exception. That's a great game. Yeah, I love it. Although I can't, you can't play online anymore. Oh, really? It, I, mean, I mean, you can. I, I mean, you, you can go online, but um, there's glitches in the game now right. that totally destroy it. And when I say glitch, I don't mean like, oh, new advanced tactic like Melee... I mean glitch as in you can turn off the other person's goalie kind of glitch. Oh. So you just turn off the other person's goalie, walk to the halfway line, which is impossible to defend, and just shoot. It doesn't matter where you shoot from. You just shoot, and you'll get in because the goalie doesn't defend. So, yeah, it's disappointing. Because even then, even then, I tried to maintain an open mind. I was like, okay, I was like, I know better. Like glitches aren't the end of the game. That just means there's a new deeper meta game. I tried so hard, it's impossible. You, you can't keep them past the halfway line. I was like, ugh. You, there's too much line to defend, and they just have to get to anywhere on that line and just pop a shot off, and they win. It's one so. thing for people to say, like, man, you're using dry bones to you know, go past the yeah. goalie, but like, when the goalie's not even going to make a save. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, because that that was that was an issue at first. Everyone's like, "No, boo, boo, teleport shooting is cheating." And like, no, it's not. It's really easy to stop. But um, yeah, this one just takes the cake, and the game just totally degenerates to that only. Whoever can do that better and faster wins. 